When we think about the Exodus, we think about Moses. Moses was the leader God chose to let his people go, God's spokesperson to Pharaoh. But Moses on his own was just a shepherd with a checkered past. To communicate the will of God, Moses needed his own spokesperson, his brother Aaron. And today on Rooted Daily, that's what we're talking about. Aaron, the spokesperson God chose for a spokesperson. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where we're rooting ourselves in the Bible so we can grow with God a little more every day. I'm Brandon Levy, and today I want to give Aaron his fair dues. You know, when Moses made excuse after excuse to avoid answering God's call, God answered, is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well, and look, he is coming out to meet you. When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart, and now you shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth, and I will be your mouth, and with his mouth, and I will teach you what you shall do. So he shall be your spokesman to the people, and he himself shall be as a mouth for you, and you shall be to him as God. You know, Moses is chosen as the spokesperson of God, and Aaron is the spokesperson of Moses, the spokesperson to the spokesperson. Now, I think it's important to recognize right out of the gate, it didn't have to be that way. First, because God points out that Aaron was a Levite, but so was Moses. Exodus 2.1 says that Moses was born to a man and a woman, both in the house of Levi. So Aaron wasn't used because he was a Levi and Moses wasn't, Moses was equally qualified to speak as far as genealogy goes. And secondly, this game of telephone didn't have to be this way because God could have equipped Moses himself to speak, of course. Moses says in Exodus 4.10 uh, as one of his excuses that he wasn't eloquent or well-spoken. And you know, I don't know the original language Moses said that in, but uh, that sure seems like a pretty eloquent way of saying you're not well-spoken. Uh, and he was able to say that to the Almighty God. So I imagine Moses could have pulled it together in front of Pharaoh. But nevertheless, the Lord makes it clear that he created Moses' mouth. And he could make it eloquent if he chose. So this telephone game, it, it wasn't necessary. But Moses asked God, Oh my Lord, please send by the hand of whomever else you may send. And burning with anger at that, God says, Fine. Fine, Moses, you're not off the hook, but I will give you a helper. You'll be my spokesperson and I will be your God, but you'll have your own spokesperson and you will be as God to him. You know, in preparation for this series, I've read half a dozen commentaries, many more books on the Exodus, but getting ready for this week, I was really surprised that none of them had hardly more than a few sentences about Aaron's contribution to God's work in the Exodus. Maybe a little more is written uh, about him later on when he starts making mistakes, but in the first few chapters, Aaron seems to be little more than a footnote. And I think that is a tremendous shame because without Aaron, Moses very well might have put his sandals back on and gone back to tending sheep for his father-in-law. You know, it's interesting that for Moses, having a God above him, supporting him, feeding him, the very words he needed wasn't enough. It wasn't until he had uh, this support from 
below too, a, a helper who is in the trenches with him, that Moses had the confidence to answer God's call. And maybe that's some lesson for what motivates people in workplaces and in churches anywhere, even today. You know, sometimes it isn't enough to have guidance from a manager, even if it's the best guidance you could ask for. Sometimes you just need someone standing by your side, ready to help. And for that reason, I don't think we can or we should leave Aaron out of the narrative of the Exodus. He was necessary for Moses to get the job done. But I also don't want to leave him out for another reason, because I feel some connection with Aaron. I think there are a lot of parallels between Aaron and teachers and preachers and any Christian hoping to share the gospel of freedom today. You know, there are differences to be sure, but, but think about this. God spoke directly to Moses, just like the Spirit spoke directly with the apostles as they, through inspiration, pinned the words of the Bible. And today, we don't have God speaking to us through a burning bush. We don't have the Spirit carrying us along to write new words of the Bible. No, today, as teachers and preachers and as Christians wanting to carry out our commission to share the gospel, we are spokespeople of the spokespeople. We take the words of the Bible, inspired words from the Holy Spirit, and they are as God to us. Not God themselves, we don't worship the Bible, but they are as God because they have his very words. We, we just take them and we share them. And that was Aaron's job too. His name is recorded for us because his role in God's exodus was vital. God ensured we would hear his story even today because there is a lesson for all of us to learn from him. So who was Aaron? Exodus 7-7 says that he was the older brother of Moses, three years older to be exact. And it seems like Miriam, Moses' sister, uh, was substantially older than both of them because she was entrusted with making sure Moses would be found by Pharaoh's daughter. And Miriam also made sure that the Pharaoh's daughter hired Jochebed, Moses' mother, to nurse Moses until he was of age. And uh, there's the implication beyond that that Moses was able to maintain some relationship with his birth family because of Miriam's work. He certainly knew uh, he was Hebrew. Uh, he doesn't seem surprised when God uh, in the burning bush named Aaron his brother. Uh, and the Bible's silent on that 40 years that Moses was in Midian, but it seems like Moses kept in touch with his birth family back home. Aaron would recognize him when he came. And over these 40 years, it seems like Aaron also had a much closer connection with God than Moses did. Exodus 4.27 says, The Lord said to Aaron, Go into the wilderness to meet Moses. And so he went. That's it. Two verses. It's a striking contrast to five rounds that Moses went with God before he finally decided to listen and obey. You know, clearly, Aaron was just more ready to trust God than Moses was. And he also had the connections and reputation with religious leaders, Jewish leaders, to hear what God had told Moses. Exodus 4.29 says, Then Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the children of Israel. And Aaron spoke all the words which the Lord had spoken to Moses, and then he did the signs in the sight of the people. And so the people believed, and when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel and that he had looked on their affliction, then they bowed their heads and worshipped. You know, without hesitation here, Aaron is called, 
and he immediately assumes his role as second to Moses. And at this time, a distant second, right? Later, it seems that uh, Aaron develops into more of a partner as high priest, but he clearly starts off as the subordinate. Moses should be as God to him. But why? I mean, by almost every objective measurement in the first few chapters of the Exodus, Aaron was the better choice to lead God's people. His name itself, and remember that the book of Exodus is uh, in particular very sensitive to names, his name means fluent, enlightened. Aaron's name reveals he has a natural affinity to leadership. Meanwhile, Moses was named simply as a reflection of his birth, drawn out. Aaron was the older son in a culture where that meant he should be higher in the family's pecking order. He would normally have been expected to bear the family honor, inherit uh, their responsibilities, and in his case, that would be the honor of Levi. And yet, Here's Moses. Aaron was also a better reflection of their family because he was never separated from it. Uh, he was old enough to escape Pharaoh's genocide, and he grew up with his natural mother and father. He didn't have any uncomfortable entanglements with the Egyptians or Pharaoh's family. But to be fair to Moses, all of that's beyond his control. You know, he didn't pick his name. He didn't pick how he grew up. But even even the choices he made, made Aaron a better choice of leader. It, it seems even Moses would admit that Aaron was more talented, although again, I, I have a hard time accepting that Moses was all that ill-spoken. Uh, he seems to still accept that God's assertion that Aaron would be better than him at speaking to Pharaoh was true. And more than that, Aaron was just more willing. He was more faithful than Moses. You know, when God called Aaron, they didn't have two chapters of arguing and excuse-making. No, Aaron's call just takes two verses. In the first, God asks, or commands rather, and in the second, Aaron goes. No questions, no excuses, just faithful obedience. By every objective measure, in the first four chapters of Exodus at least, Aaron should have been the first pick, but he wasn't. Later on, we're going to see, as good as Aaron's resume looked in the beginning, there are occasions where Moses proves to be the leader God needs. And during those times of weakness, especially the, the golden calf episode, he brings out, Aaron brings out a godliness and a strength in Moses uh, that maybe we wouldn't have seen otherwise. And it, it's times like those that we get a, a little glimpse into the wisdom of God, why he made this choice uh, that seems hard to explain otherwise. But it would be a while before we see that. For now, Aaron is just the more talented, more eager, more faithful brother who, for some strange reason, is asked to play second fiddle to his unwilling younger brother. You know, put yourself, put yourself in Aaron's shoes in that moment. I think most of us would be tempted to question God's decision here. But not Aaron. In those first few chapters of Exodus, we don't see any indication that he rebelled, that he questioned, or that he doubted. He just simply accepted the role and he got to work. He immediately gathers Israel's elders using what I assume were his own reputation and connections, because Moses probably didn't have any being exiled for 40 years. But instead of overstepping 
at overshadowing Moses by, by telling them everything the Lord revealed, period. No, instead he spoke all the words which the Lord had spoken to Moses. It, it would have been so, it would have been so easy to cut Moses out of the equation, but Aaron didn't. Then in chapter five, Moses and Aaron, they go to Pharaoh uh, and their arrangement before seemed pretty clear. God would speak to Moses, Moses would speak to Aaron, uh, Aaron would speak to Pharaoh and everyone else. But once you get to chapter five, that distinction isn't made as clearly. Uh, it's Moses and Aaron going to Pharaoh. And sometimes Aaron's name is even omitted, even though he was likely the one doing the talking. It was Moses and Aaron because they were so united that their voice was presented as one. Again, it would have been so easy for Aaron to claim the credit. After all, he was the one doing the work, but he didn't. He did his job to the best of his ability, and he let Moses be the leader because that's how God wanted it. Later on in chapter 7, Aaron will even perform miracles before Pharaoh, but he wasn't just doing it by the power of God, but by the command of Moses. And perhaps there was a thought that went through Aaron's mind. Why didn't God choose me? But if it did, it was only for a moment because he soon realized, I think, God did choose him. God did call him. God did equip him. God did use him to do incredible things, to free his people. And while a lesser man may have doubted or questioned or even rebelled against the authority of his younger brother, Aaron didn't. He took the job God gave him. He recognized that even though all of history would always remember Moses before they remembered him, he didn't let that slow him down. He did his job and he served his God to the fullest, not as the spokesperson, but the spokesperson to the spokesperson. And I'm glad we have a story, as short as it may be, because Aaron's calling is the same as ours. We aren't called to be first, whether we are an elder or a preacher or a Sunday school teacher or just a friend sharing the gospel who so desperately needs to hear about God's offer of freedom. No matter who we are, we always have authority above us. If no one else but Jesus himself, and sometimes those in authority over us will be younger, they may even be less qualified. Sometimes they'll even be less faithful, less willing to answer God's call. But Aaron's story reminds us of what Jesus taught. The last shall be first and the first last. For many are called, but few are chosen. Matthew chapter 20, verse 16. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and wanna make sure others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk today. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.